Welcome to Dig It. This is Edge with my co-host, Corey from Corey's Digs. How you doing? I'm uh, doing good. <laughs> it's just kind of comical because behind the scenes, we've been running ragged all day just to get to this podcast. Yes, it's been kind of a crazy day. So we have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce our guest? Yes, this is my good friend, David. He's uh, cybersecurity and tech and just uh, literally drove like 14 hours <laughs> or so to get here. Literally. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to talk tech stuff. And a lot of people have asked some questions that, that we're going to go over because there's a lot going on right now. And one of the major things that I'm seeing, I'm experiencing, and I know everyone else I know is too, is the massive interference going on with the internet with servers, DNS, cell phones, you name it. Um, we're getting constant interruptions or errors or timeouts. Um, some people can't even send, uh, well, I was one of them, but mm -hmm. you know, issues with trying to get emails to go out or come in. It's just, it's just been amping up. So, so we're just going to kind of discuss that for a minute and then kind of go into some more specifics pertaining to cell phones and various apps and you know some little tips tips and tricks and stuff so i think this will be a really good good informative one for people yeah awesome well definitely looking forward to getting some good tips on tech stuff so what's uh what's some questions that uh you you were thinking about Corey? well <clears throat> let's talk about what's going on right now all this what what are you seeing with all this interference there's a lot <laughs> yes there on, is on many levels um <clears throat> a lot of it uh has to do with they're trying to establish an identity framework mm -hmm. and they're doing it on multiple levels hardware software compromise firmware um there are a lot of levels to it and a lot of the interruptions that we're seeing is essentially uh they're switching over the standard framework that we're used to. That's not really highly identity based, except for account management, maybe, and uh, mobile device identification right. to a seamless integration of all of these components together to identify you specifically. So I think that, and my cat is going to join us in this podcast because He's very excited to see David. So he's going to chime in every now and then. Uh, so, so what I'm, what I kind of feel like is that they're also setting the framework for blockchain, you know, to roll in, in addition to the whole digital ID crap uh, with blockchain as well. And if you start drilling down and you do a search from your, you know, with your state in the search name and you, check to see where they're at with blockchain and i know you edge you just did what was it a few weeks ago <clears throat> the piece on cbdc's and where it's headed and mm -hmm. all the legislation that's, right. that's that they've introduced and so they're all trying to get ahead of the game and i feel like that that's part of this build out so it's like happening in the background causing all this disturbance and um when they're ready to rock and roll it's a matter of switching just switching it over i did do you think they're doing like testing and stuff like uh, and that's 
what's causing all the delays and outages. Absolutely. Lovely. Lovely. So, all right. So you want to roll into um, the cell phones? We got, we got a few questions from people on cell phones. Sure. Uh, so someone was asking, it's, it's, you know, everyone's got screen names here, so I'm not even going to attempt to, to <laughs> pronounce or spell out, but you'll know who you are. I asked some people on Gab. So, uh, Googled up Android phones, how to de-Google, how to go to a Linux or, or Unix based OS. And then at the same time, uh, hang on, let me see if these kind of overlap. Mm, nah, they're kind of different. So what, what do you suggest? I know, uh, he, he, he built a very <laughs> special custom phone for me. So it's not something we can really recommend to the average person to try to do. It's, it's, you know, I mean, you've really, really got to know what you're doing to do that. So what would you suggest to people as far as phones go? replacement alternatives or what they should try to use okay so i would recommend first looking at the hardware you don't want to have you don't want to rely on a phone that you cannot remove the battery in huh. so that's your first that's the first i didn't even know they made phones where you couldn't remove the battery they stopped making them a while back really so See, you that's have how to... old my other phone is but the the a lot of the older hardware, the older technology, right, is going to be more reliable. Um, That's what I always tell people. Secure. I always tell so, people save the relics, like keep right. keep the old stuff for as long as you can. Don't run the updates. Most of the new stuff is all backdoored. Yeah, you know, I mean, a, a Google phone or an Apple phone, in order to run an app. The developer has to have it approved by Google, right? Mm -hmm. Or Apple, unless they unlock it <clears throat> and then they can install an open source, you know, right. um, version of the app. So the way that they identify you <clears throat> is through your Google account or through your Apple account. So as soon as you get a phone, you know how you go through the provisioning process and the first thing it asks you for is a Wi-Fi connection. Right. And then your account. Right. You need to skip connecting to Wi-Fi right off. Huh. And you need to skip the account creation. It'll let you skip that? It'll let you skip it. Now, okay. Apple may not, but I know, you know, Google Google should. Okay. I've done it on, <clears throat> on Google phones. Okay. Um, <clears throat> because that's the account level identity that they that they create first as soon as they but create it get that later on then when you try to hook in no because what you do after you get past the 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 provisioning right. process and you can get to the desktop <clears throat> set up um it's a little difficult <laughs> but right. you want to download f droid okay and you want to download total control firewall Okay. Total Control Firewall is a packet level sniffing app that you get from FDroid. FDroid is an open source app repository or okay. app store for Google. <clears throat> okay. 
So what that does is that blocks a lot of the incoming and outgoing connections you don't want. A lot of the fingerprinting technology, the tracking, the advertising, malvertising, um, <clears throat> a lot of that stuff, the majority of it is blocked with TC out of the box. Okay. So go ahead. <clears throat> no, I was just thinking, well, what about, so like other Android phones or Linux or Unix based? I don't know anything about this stuff, so. Okay, so what, what that is, that's an actual Google phone built from a stripped-down version of Android. Because only th the only difference <clears throat> is a de-Googled phone uses a base install of Android, which you can download, you know, without the Google software. Okay. Google adds their software, their branding, and all that stuff to the android os that's what makes it a google phone okay <clears throat> so um so as far as like 4g to 5g because i feel like eventually what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to cut us out so that <clears throat> the only way your phone's going to operate is um is if you're on 5g but you you think it'll last a while so explain i that. think i think it'll last a while because 5G requires 4G components right now. Okay. There's no truly 5G. Um, it's actually called 5G NR, like okay. almost like next generation 5G. Right. <clears throat> there are no true 5G, pure 5G, B and C band environments. Hmm. And when's that going to come about? Not sure. Not sure. Not but sure. But you think we're safe for a while. On on what about like old flip phones? Um that is something you'd have to test because it would depend on the hardware. It would depend on the chipset it's using. Right. And but that, do you feel that overall the older flip phones are gonna be better? I think than... <clears throat> I think I think they're a lot less vulnerable vulnerable from hacking or from sending frequencies through and bad stuff through or well from the identity tracking perspective okay because there's no like account no google account or anything you have to sign in with those folks well and <clears throat> the main thing is God, we both have terrible allergies mm -hmm. just... <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so bad this past month um so the main thing though is is downloading apps downloading social media apps is like the absolute worst thing you can do on your phone and i know people don't want to mm -hmm. give that up and some people are like well i'm on the go all the time or maybe they don't even have a computer and that's all they use is their phone mm -hmm. but i would say spend a few hundred dollars and get an old computer and set it up on that and try to limit your use on your phone anyways right if you can't ditch it limit it right um, I don't have any social media apps on my phones. So social media apps are horrible for security, for your security. Really, any proprietary app, Google or Apple app that comes off of the app store by default gives Apple and Google the ability to backdoor your device through those apps. Yeah, because that's the other thing is all these terms and conditions. They keep updating them. I can't even keep up anymore. Like mm -hmm. Unless you have an in-house attorney that mm -hmm. can review this, you know, it's like 30, 40 pages mm -hmm. and every 
software program, you know, like PayPal. It's about every two weeks, it seems like I'm getting a new update from PayPal on their terms and services or Mm -hmm. legal services or this and that. And trying to keep up with it is a nightmare. And that's where they're sneaking some of this crap in, especially. Right. Nobody reads the terms of service. You have to just like click through it. Nobody's paying attention to that. Well, I do, but I'm getting behind on some of them because they're really piling them on Mm -hmm. lately. Mm -hmm. And then you've got um, like Apple, Apple, that that whole I'm sorry, I think it was a complete scheme. Um, If if you read the articles, don't you think, Edge, on how Apple was pushing you? You need to update now because there's we've uncovered some potential hacking. And for (laughs) your own safety, you must update your phones now. Yeah, I always am very skeptical skeptical of certain hacks that occur, and then the um, the calls from people like members of Congress that are like, "Oh, we need to, you know, upgrade yeah. our, um, you know, our our security laws," and and th- th- these types of things. It all seems to lead towards this um, goal or agenda to get everybody into a digital identity for our safety and security, of course. Right. I know. Unreal. So, so someone's asking, (laughs) I don't even know what you would tell them for this. So an iPhone replacement alternative that would have like similar specs, able to install apps, which is what we're trying to say not to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, you know, we're not talking about emails. I mean, you can, Okay, so so look at it like this: any app that you get from the from any app store, okay, increases your phone's vulnerability and it exposes your identity. Okay, when you download an app from F Droid, it's an open source app. Yeah, and open source is the way to go. I mean, so in the in the past couple years, I've ditched all Microsoft. And mm-hmm. I've switched over to uh, Libra, Libra Office. Office, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's nice. I mean, it's it's very very similar. It's got the you know the Excel component to it, the spreadsheets and everything. Uh, and it's open source. It's totally free. You're not in a subscription base where they're you know hacking into your stuff. I've kept my old graphics programs instead of doing the Adobe updates because they actually came out and announced at one point that they were going to. Um, start like aggregating data from i mean they admit this stuff oh yeah so it's so it's go open source open source stick with relics right um removable battery removable battery try not to down you know download minimal apps or if you do now with the f droid how many different what kinds of phones can that be downloaded onto android phones androids Mm -hmm. okay yeah f droid does not work with apple Okay. Apple is just Apple. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, they distribute all of your stuff immediately. God knows where to all of their cloud servers. You know, you <laughs> a lot of people have gotten compromised on a lot of levels. Oh yeah, with the because clouds. their pictures got uploaded to their iCloud and their iCloud got hacked. Yeah, I keep cloud uh, turned off on the yeah right. on the Mac. So, right. Yeah. So, um, and, and the F-Droid app, what was the one you said you have to install with it? Uh, total Control, TC, Total Control. Okay. Um, okay, so then we've got, 
this is this was an interesting question. Uh, so I want to go back to flip phone, but I use the phone at work to listen to podcasts and videos all day. My job requires earplugs, so I use earbuds instead. If I uh, take the SIM card out of the phone, is it safe to still use it for other things? Absolutely. What, what about an iPod? Absolutely. Yeah. That's actually the safest way to go. Remove the SIM card. Yeah. That way there's no like uh, cellular mobile identity. Okay. Um, and if you reinstall, like if you reset that device, remove your account information from it. Don't sign in with your, your Apple credentials. Just use it as a dumb device. If you need to access an account like email or something, right? Just go through Wi-Fi and uh, download like Brave browser, and then just you know access whatever internet or or email account you need from there. Speaking of browsers, um, that's one of the questions too. Now that DuckDuckGo has been revealed to be less than private. Uh, what browsers do you recommend? And I, <laughs> I can tell you, this is funny for us because I talk to David like multiple times a week and we're always just, you know, talking about everything going on in the world. But I'm like, dude, this is driving me nuts. Like this is, this browser is blocking me here and this browser is blocking me here. And now I'm having to go into a third browser and I'm constantly bouncing between them. And it's a freaking nightmare. Right. Uh, you got some of them are breaking down where they're no longer um what do you call it doing updates or serving them um like i, I was using dissenter for a while but oh it's no yeah longer no longer supported. supported no longer yeah right and then fireworks firefox is like a total memory total hawk. memory hawk horrible and um and then of course you know uh safari Ugh. yeah forget but, about it <laughs> yeah um so so and i've not tried brave i uh, i i've heard good things about brave but then i've also heard that it's not a safe browser i've heard both so what so what's your take on browsers where are you at at this point generally i would just go with brave really um yeah i i wouldn't do firefox google chrome safari Internet. Now, are we talking about as far as efficiency or as far as like vulnerability? As far as vulnerability, uh, blocking capabilities. It has a lot of uh, ad blocking, script blocking capabilities already built into it. Okay. And you know you can add more. Um, that's another. That's another thing we do. So, yeah. so what are some good um, ad blockers and stuff that should people should install into their the easiest and, and best one to use is uBlock Origin. uBlock Origin. Mm -hmm. Can you hear us okay, Edge? Yeah. UBlock like Origin. We're kind of like sitting sideways, so it's, you know, so we can both get in front of the mic. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. So then, let's see. Where are we at, Edge? I'm kind of all over the place here. <laughs> well, we just talked about browsers. I had a quick question for you, um, and you somewhat already answered it. And then we can hop back to some of these other um, Gab followers' questions. But my question was, okay, we're aware that 
pretty much any me- any app, social media app that you download, that you're actually exposing your information. Um, are there some that are worse than others? Are there some that are better, um, that are less uh, uh, intrusive? Um, marginally, but essentially any main social media app is going to be bad. <laughs> because well, TikTok's got to be worse in, than oh, some of right? the other ones. Well, and right? Facebook too, right? Those yeah, have got somebody got to be some of the worst, right? Yeah, TikTok just you know they're just admitting it. Facebook, right. Facebook is doing the right. same thing. Twitter's doing the same thing. They're all doing the same thing. One is just taking the heat for it, right? Um, but okay, essentially the ent- the 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 universe of apps that are installed. Um, on any mobile device, share information with each other. So identity uh, of your phone, your IMEI, your ESN, um, your account, your your browsing preferences. What about location? History, if, absolutely if, location. If your location's turned off on your phone, does it still can it still grab that though? It it can. I kind of feel like that's just a front to make you feel all mm. warm and fuzzy. But well, does it block it? So Apple has a very interesting way of tracking you. Like it doesn't necessarily do it with a one to one correlation. It uses a bunch of different like Wi-Fi connections that you might, you know, connect through and, you know, other people's iPhones, they can connect to yours, mm-hmm. um, you know, just for, just for proximity. Uh, it's one like, of the sensor. Like COVID tracing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a sensor technology that's built in. And if you don't go in and disable those sensors then those are constantly running in the background. So, so so what are some things people should disable on their phones automatically? Okay, so your your account needs to be removed from the phone. Well, how do you do that? You probably have to back everything up and reset it. Back and- like any any pictures, any kind of personal stuff you have on there. Well, when you say your account, mm-hmm. what do you mean by your account? So on a Google device, mm-hmm. how it asks you to put your your Google account into your Google account information in, your payment information, all that stuff, in the initial setup of the device, you have to skip all of that. Okay. Well, what about other Or if phones? you've already done it, then you would have to, like he's saying, back already- up all of your personal information, your pictures and everything, and then completely reset the phone so that you go through that process of starting up again, right? Absolutely. But what about other phones? You know, it's, it's, it's a, so we know disable, disable location finding, right? Mm. That's probably a, well, you want to disable location like GPS. You want to disable, you know, the, the, what about all the people that use it for driving? Okay. Okay. Let me, (laughs) let me bring it back. Let me bring it back. Okay. Okay. So, in in F Droid, you have GPS and uh, tower emulators. Okay. So basically, what that does is that helps your personal like app that you download from F Droid, like the like the OSM maps. Right. Um, that helps it to locate your device without going out communicating with Google servers and then getting information back. 
Gotcha. All that stuff is kept in metadata internally. So those apps know just by the movement of the device where you are. So when you download F-Droid, that mapping system comes with it? No, these Uh, are all separate things that... Like, Which is why I have like 50 apps on there and it's almost out of storage now. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things we'll be working on this weekend. Yeah, you, you but just, through yeah, F-Droid, you can get something similar to, say, Google Maps. Absolutely. And, and then so you could function, but it basically, essentially, it's not giving that information like your geolocation to any of these other third parties. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. Well, that's, that's good to know. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, there's, I understand how this is not good for most of us, but I'm glad that it was kind of used um, in a good way with what we saw happen with 2000 mules and with, yeah, yeah, because that's what they were using, right? The geolocation, like they Mm -hmm. were able to FOIA that information and get um, geo-tracking on these, you know, cell phone pings, basically. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, we're basically at a point where we have the technology. The technology itself is great. The developers behind the technology are horrible. And we're at a point where we have to take the technology back and, uh, you know, use it against them. Right. So, so think, you know, think mirror. So here's one. Um, Someone's asking about how do we get around tier one ISPs? Tier one. I'm not sure what that. Hmm. ISPs. Well, well, ISP, that's your, that's your internet service provider. Uh, Tier one. Let's, let's, let's see. Look that up for us, Edge, while we're uh, moving on to uh, another question here. Let's see. So have they used Linux Mint? And if so, thoughts that you they meaning you. Okay. Uh, same question, but with Clear Linux by Intel. Have you used either of those? I've used Linux Mint. Yeah. Running uh, KDE and GNOME. Personally, though, I prefer Ubuntu Studio. And I think it's up to like 22.04. Okay. I, I just built a uh, a web SDR on on Ubuntu. Linux Mint is nice. Uh, I think it has a couple of vulnerabilities. I'm not exactly sure, but um, the Ubuntu is more widely supported. Okay. And um, yeah, it 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 runs. I think it runs a little bit better than Linux Mint. Okay, so a couple people asked about Signal, wanting to know if this app is actually secure or not. And someone else asked if um, if you can confirm whether or not the Signal app is used by U.S. military personnel and will be able to run due to satellites even when the system goes down. Yeah, I've heard a lot on both <laughs> sides of the signal issue. Signal is how J6, this J6 case was uh, exploited because Signal gave FBI access to those records. Oh, really? Absolutely. 
I didn't know that. I stay away from Signal. Mm. I prefer mm. Telegram. So can you can you go into depth a little bit more about that? So are you saying that there were some January Sixers that were that had a Signal app, and then Signal app gave that information to the FBI that helped them confirm that those individuals were at J six. <sighs> She's so precise, isn't she? Yeah, I love, I love it. it. I, I love, love it. it. I love it. <laughs> I'm just listening, I'm you know, like, the same way I know our listeners are, I, are listening and going, yeah, maybe a little bit more clarity or some more depth there. I'm, I'm precise when I write, but when I talk, I ramble. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so it's kind of up for question, you know, um, whether Signal was subpoenaed to give that information over or whether they built in a back door for our law enforcement, which was the original. But this is out there in the news. Like, yeah, this, has been this covered was, this that was it reported was... on. This was reported on. I want to say I might. I think it might have been Jeremy Brown. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it has been reported on. So so back when these technologies were being built, DOJ uh, took issue with encryption uh, unless they had a back door, unless they had a key. Okay. And Telegram was the only one that did not give them a key. Hmm. So huh. there's a uh, there's a a case out there where DOJ was, you know, actually going after them for the keys, and Telegram was refusing. So yeah. So so, so Telegram's then better to have, right? Personally, personally, I think Telegram, at least at this point. Um, seems to be seems to be less compromised. You know, I, mean, I don't want to say a hundred percent because none of this is nothing 100%. is a hundred percent. I mean, so the bottom line is there's like I I look at it like this: you've got your online crazy groups, right? That you don't want to be hacking into your stuff and mm-hmm. taunting you or Antifa or these other crazy groups. So there's that level um, that is is much easier to layer yourself with and protect yourself. Mm -hmm. And then there's, we get up to like NSA and spying and CIA and all that crap. Mm -hmm. And, and I think they can pretty much get into anyone, you know? Well, remember, remember vault seven. So a lot of those programs that they use for surveillance, counter surveillance, Intel operations were outsourced or quote unquote lost and are in the hands of, Rogue yeah. actors, yeah. right? Yeah. No, CIA. Exactly. <laughs> um, CIA. Exactly. Yeah. It's the Russians. <laughs> can can I segue? Because this might be a good way, good segue from what you were just talking about. Um, do you think that, say, Twitter, for example, is actually run by the intelligence community? I mean, I understand we have like hard <laughs> evidence that. Um, you know, that the intelligence community sort of set up Facebook, that they um, have definitely influenced, FBI has definitely influenced what Facebook posts, uh, allows to post and uh, and censors versus censors, right? Um, but Congress. At, mm-hmm. at some point, you have to ask, well, is the intelligence community actually running some of these? Because how are they even uh the the how are they even profitable i i read this um it was uh i think it was the conservative treehouse wrote a a great article on twitter where they built this case for how twitter just 
doesn't have a good profitable sort of model. And mm -hmm. so they were kind of guessing that the intelligence community or the government was some, somehow like subsidizing and basically that Twitter was run by the, the intel community. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, okay. So from a few communications I remember seeing, uh, I want to say this was probably back in 2015. Um, there was a, an exploit that was leaked from the NSA called magic lantern. And that was in the hands of rogue actors, uh, that were working either with or in, um, either Facebook or Twitter. I don't remember that. And and basically what it, it is, familiar, it's a, yeah, I don't remember which one. It's a browser side exploit that they would run against your system and get your computer to expose your information, certain, hmm. certain types of information. Magic Lantern is what it was. Um, now, <laughs> the whether... names they come up with. Oh, yeah, it was Chris crazy. <laughs> Um, and I and I have heard that uh, the original teams that brought on Facebook and uh, Twitter were laid off and replaced um, under Obama's public-private partnership initiative when he started getting in deep with that. Hmm. Um, and those and a lot of those people had to have security clearances. I mean, I don't see how yeah. they couldn't be. I mean, right. I, I, the I like whole it. history of Facebook alone, but even with Twitter. Mm -hmm. So uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. I'm blanking out now. Uh, was it Larry? Uh, but okay. A former World Bank president goes on the board at Twitter. I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, they've got major, major, like high level people. You know, Michael, Hayden, on... Michael Hayden's on at Facebook now. Oh yeah. Hayden. Yeah. H-A-Y-D-E-N. I just read a great article, another great article, and gosh, I can't remember who published it, but they did a really in-depth report on how many former Intel um, agency execs um, are now on the board or and you know high ranking positions at Twitter. So uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it seems to me like it really is just a gigantic intelligence operation with this guise of being a social media app, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, they've I mean, been aggregating our data forever, mm -hmm. building everything they can against us, using it for marketing. Uh, mind manipulation, influencing, you name it. So I think, you know, your smaller ones that we've seen pop up over the last five years, there's there's some good ones in there that are, you know, trying to replace some of these. But I think your big ones, it, it's kind of like, if you get too big, they're going to take you over. That's, that's the way I see it. Right. You have to stay <laughs> below the radar. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So so what do you think about um what do you think about VPNs? Um I, I'd say they they they're helpful. You have to get the right one or preferably the right chain. 
because what I use is, is what's called proxy chains. And basically it's a chain of VPNs that are built into Linux. Well, it's not built in, but you can configure Linux to run what's called proxy chains. Okay. And essentially it allows your browser to connect through multiple proxies Okay. before hitting the destination. So, so is that multiple different VPN providers or you use, use one provider, but different? It's actually Pro something you can set up manually. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically Pal. pinging your location. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what end? Oh, I was just trying to understand in layman's terms. So basically it's pinging your location in multiple areas so that you would, anybody who's trying to find, find you uh, would not ever be able to know where you're, where you're at. Right. Yeah. It, it encrypts your data and it bounces you through multiple nodes. Um, have you ever used Tor? Tor no. browser? Tor browser. I haven't. Yeah, I use Tor sometimes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, so so Tor browser is is pretty much the same concept, um, except the Tor exit nodes are managed differently than the proxies that you would connect to in proxy chains. So, in recommending, so earlier you had said that people could use Brave. So, what do you think about using Tor on a regular basis? So, Tor is built into Brave. Oh. Just like it was built into the center. Oh, interesting. It's very nice. It's very nice. Okay. I'll have to try Brave. I haven't mm -hmm. tried it yet. But I, I I, could swear that, um, I remember when I heard that. I thought that uh, Solari said, because we're always trying to like share info on keeping up to date on like the best tech and whatnot mm -hmm. and the safest. And I thought they said not to use Brave, uh, but I don't know why. I, you know. <sighs> I don't know what they tested on it or yeah, what I mean, the theories I, are. You know. it, it's just getting harder and harder. And not only that, the search engines are getting harder and harder. Have you noticed that, Ed? They're just, they're burying stuff and making oh, it's impossible. find things. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. I mean, fortunately, if, if you know what you're digging into, you can go directly into those sites and not have mm -hmm. to do random searches. But the random searches, even when you narrow down dates and, and isolate keywords and you know, try some different tricks. It's they're they're just they're stripping stuff. They're burying stuff. Oh yeah, they're 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 deleting the internet. They they want to remove history, Absolutely. so nobody knows. Absolutely right, right. And this we all know what happens when you remove history, right? Mm -hmm. Doomed to repeat it. Mm -hmm. We can't let history repeat itself. So so what about so we've talked a lot about cell phones, but what about on your regular computer? what can people do on their regular computer um, to, so like if they set up, if they use Tor, they use Brave and they set up VPN or they work, they go to learn how to set up the manual like proxies and nodes and. Um, you can download proxy chains. Uh, actually you can go to GitHub. Okay. And there's going to be a manual. There'll be a manual there and a downloadable file. You can probably get it from from the you know repository. Um, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> he's trying 
trying to keep things simple and not geek out. I'll ask him a question and he'll start as soon as I can tell he's going to geek out on me. I'm like, never mind. I don't want to know. <laughs> this is going to be a 20 minute response and I'm not going to follow along. She's pinching me. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, and, and it's basically the same, the same concept of layers. Right. right. With, same thing with your mobile. You have to approach security in multiple layers. Uh-huh. The desktop, if it's a desktop on your home internet and you pay the bill, it's in your name under your social. So take, for instance, Comcast, who's been running stateful packet inspection, you know, against people for probably a decade at least decade and a half maybe two and what does that mean that means they can they can look and and basically see exactly what you're sending so they're sniffers sniffering right they're sniffers um so for sensitive subjects you might want to research you want to use tor Mm -hmm. i think Everyone should have, number one, a separate modem and a separate router. Right. Instead of using what they give you, what your internet provider just gives you. 100%. Yeah. Because when that router is built into that modem, they have access to everything that's going on in your network because it's provisioning, you know, directly provisioning connectivity for every single one of your devices. And when you go to bed at night, you should just unplug that crap, right? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. So you want to have those two devices separate. Not, not, not that I've been doing that. <laughs> One day I'll heed my own Baby advice. Baby steps. Because like, right, uh, right. I've been taking notes and I have like a whole long checklist of things I haven't done. So <laughs> got some work to do. I know it takes time. I've chipped away at a whole bunch of things over the last few years. It's very time consuming to do all this and layer it. And, and just before I forget, another thing is, is getting like either a Google phone number. I know it's Google, but just follow me on this, like a Google phone number or a call eight phone number. So if you are online and you order something and you have to, they force that field, mm-hmm. you have, you know, that number instead of putting your real number out there, because Absolutely. then your number, your real number immediately gets sold off and you start getting hammered with texts and all kinds of nonsense. And then they connect it to you and then you get hammered with emails. So mm-hmm. even just from that standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, because we're so inundated with everything that's the, we just, Yeah. yeah. Definitely a soft number, you know, call eight is another service. You've got a few different services that you can get, you know, soft numbers. Okay. So going back to the computer. Yeah. Going back to the computer. The third thing is a hardware firewall. Okay. A hardware firewall. And they're not very expensive, right? They're not very expensive. Like what? How much roughly? I'd say you can... You can go from building one with the Raspberry Pi or or um, Ubiquity uh, device, I believe. Uh, let's see what 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 was it that we set up over here? I forget. We're not going to tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, not over but, here. Not okay, over here. so but um, but yeah. at just average price ballpark. I don't remember, like a hundred. Maybe let's just let's just say between 
fifty to maybe a hundred and twenty, hundred and fifty. Okay, so so very inexpensive, all things considered. Right. And um, so, what are like a few? Just name like three decent brands that you would recommend. I would recommend a Ubiquity uh, Edge Router um, X. Okay. Basic, simple. I can't really go with three because Ubiquity did get bought out by, I believe it was Microtic, um, maybe a couple of few years ago. Okay. But I would find one of those Ubiquity hardware firewalls. Okay. And update it. Well, what's an alternative if it. someone can't find that? Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, a, a lot of companies make make them. Um, I or just sl- I, I, can't, slap I can't the names on them, right? Yeah, like I, I can't I can't trust you know, right? Like I, I can I can vouch for what right right I what I, I've seen is being solid. Okay, so you know you like D Link has them i believe um netgear but um but you can't vouch for that I, I just can't vouch for them. right okay and then the ad blockers which we already talked about mm-hmm. and um so what about like with these packets going on and the the you know dns interference and everything is there i mean we just have to kind of ride that out but in the meantime do you think they're trying to come in and further grab like m- while they're building this framework up since it is for the purposes of, of like surveillance fingerprinting and blockchain are they coming in and grabbing stuff or you think we're having these interruptions because they're just testing and and running things in the background i think it's mainly testing I'm sure I'm, I'm sure they are grabbing stuff, but I, I think it's mainly testing. I'm gonna let Edge ask you a question for a minute while I let my distraught dog out. Yeah, because he's pacing. Okay. <laughs> Have well, at it, Edge. I want to go back to 5G for a minute. Can you tell us a, a little bit, like about how far along they are, how long you think it'll take for them to complete it? And what are the implications? I mean, um, I know that we had kicked out Huawei under mm-hmm. Trump, but mm-hmm. I think Huawei's back now here in the U.S. Is that right? That's and that's right. So, so tell tell us a little bit about timelines of how far they are now, um, how long you, in your guesstimation it will take for them to completely roll it out, and what the implications are considering. Um, you know, 5G in general, but also with Huawei being a player. Well, okay. So if, and I think, I think with, with everything that they're trying to do, compliance is the main thing. So as long as compliance remains high, they're going to push it and they're going to push it really hard. Um, They're going to ignore a lot of the medical studies. They're going, you know, a a lot of things are going to be blamed on other, uh, other things, right? As far as, um, you know, the 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 potential health implications, you know, for five G, right, right, for five G to cause, you know, any type of physiological harm or whatever. Um, so as far as the time frame. I would say, you know, 
we're probably looking at probably looking at you know less than five years um definitely less than five years okay because i'm uh, thinking of, like rural areas there's some areas that don't even have you know a strong internet connection now um right. so getting 5g even out into the rural areas because they want everybody hooked into the borg right so mm -hmm. i mean it just does seem like it would take a while but they are pushing it and especially more so you would say in the cities where they're further along than right. out further out right right exactly exactly so you know certain areas you know will get hit harder and will get you know uh pushed into it a lot faster than other areas and the thing about 5g is that it's a very high frequency therefore it has a very short wavelength and that's why they need repeaters you know so many uh repeaters you know such a high volume in in uh, a specific area so um a lot of that infrastructure i don't think you know will be built you know it, it is probably not going to be built out completely covering every you know small city in five years but just you know listening today i heard that uh, that uh biden no california is pushing for everyone to be in electric cars i think yeah right i read that too yeah so, so yeah so what are your thoughts on huawei and um you know the implications of that because that's just another layer of how this 5g could could really compromise us right yeah so so huawei is going to be a big player in um and you know it, it was one of the main reasons why trump blocked it was because in every battery um there's connectivity technology in every battery wow so you know once they start replacing gas powered things with electric and you know pushing out new devices and forcing people off of 4G into you know get this brand new $3000 phone but we'll give it to you for free right right nothing's free nothing <laughs> there's free. always a price there 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 will be a price so uh, yeah so you know and that that's why i said at the core of this compliance is the key right um a lot of you know i think i think a lot of the pain uh could be alleviated if companies stepped up but you right? know i mean we 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 need to see that happen i know uh Zero Hedge actually just published an article, was it today or yesterday? I think it was yesterday on BlackRock. Uh, let's see. Gosh, I don't know if I'm going to remember this correctly. But it, it had to do with, um, oh, I probably shouldn't have even brought this up because now I'm not going to remember. I'm brain fried. <laughs> it was, but it was BlackRock and a list of other companies that were basically banned from being able to, uh, this is in Texas. Did you see this, Edge? Nah. Um, wait, wait, it had something to do with, with energy. Um, they weren't, oh, I know what it was. They weren't liking the way they were. So they were saying that the state is not going to, in most cases, offer like contracts through them because 
they don't like that they're trying to completely shut out fossil fuel companies and how they're handling the energy industry. So, hmm. I mean, that's, yeah, that's I think an it's, approach. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to have to be states that step up. It seems like the most large corporations are compromised through, as you were just alluding to, Corey, BlackRock. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But even so, I, I think states and... um and people and companies. I do think there are some things companies can be doing. I, I understand there's boards, there's they're the, you know, these guys are top shareholders, but there's still there's still some stuff. I, I, I still think they could be fighting us. They should be. They should be. Um but I just think, you know, we have a lot of compromise on the at the board level. This made me think of something else and now I forgot. But but what's your thoughts real quick? Um before we wrap up, what's your thoughts on like ham radios? You know, I'm granted, I know they can triangulate and they can listen in. It's radio frequency, but I'm thinking more along the lines of cell phones go down, cell towers go down, um, internet, like we're moving into this election cycle. I think we're all, we're going to see a whole lot of crazy going on. Mm -hmm. Um, so what are your thoughts on ham radios? And I don't necessarily mean like the big ones with the antennas where you got to get the license, but there's like the handheld ones too. Mm-hmm. So as far as ham, like ham, ham, you know, is, is a specific frequency. Um, but you can get uh, radios, two-way, two-way radios that you can actually listen on ham. Mm-hmm. You can... Um, with other added on hardware components, you can listen to like satellite, you can listen to shortwave, you can listen to a lot of different things. Uh, but you can also communicate on FRS and GMRS frequencies. Okay. So, so, so from the going back to the listening though, like, so you could be, you know, like a scanner listening to all your local emergency and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And that, that'll give you what, like maybe a five mile radius on those. Well, if you connect into a public repeater, yeah, you can go quite a few miles actually. Okay. And those, um, those are inexpensive. I mean, you can pick those up for like 70 bucks. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the, you know, little handheld radios. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now go back to what you said, GMR and what? So you can communicate on FRS and GMRS frequencies. I'm not so I'm not sure about the licensing and how that works. I do know uh, in the matter of national emergency, uh, that's supposed to be suspended. So you can, you know, if you have a radio, you can communicate if you're stranded. Right. You can just say, hey, you know. Well, we're in a perpetual perpetual state of emergency yeah. according to yeah. Biden. so you know right, right. <laughs> you, right who needs a license for that exactly it's so ridiculous that they think they own all the airwaves i mean exactly it's it's, it's a little maddening um so i do want to mention um on the solution series uh that we launched we just launched one uh on thursday with john king carter it's really good about mental and physical preparedness. And we do have one coming up where we're talking to a friend of James uh, named JJ. And he's going to be getting into everything comms related, like internet mesh networks and, you know, extended ham radios and all different kinds of communications. So that'll be a good one. That that's probably coming in like October. 
Um, and Catherine is going to be on with financial strategies and uh, during wartime that's coming up in um, that's coming up in just a couple of weeks, I think. Awesome. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right. So just check out Corey'sdigs.com for updates on that. Right. Yeah. Yep. So hopefully that gives some, you know, gives people some tips to go on. We appreciate you being here and trying <laughs> literally hauling ass 14 hours to get here. Oh my gosh, it was crazy. And now my computers are going to be down for a few days, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Time to do some work. Thank you so much, David, for joining us and driving 14 hours to come <laughs> and be here. Thank you, Edge. My and pleasure. Drop- Yes, and dropping all this knowledge, I have a lot of work to do to protect my online identity. Oh, man. So I, I might be following up with you on some questions later on. That sounds good. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening today. Please be sure to share this podcast. We are on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, Rumble, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. And we'll see you back next time right here on Dig It.